All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the next episode. And today I am joined with my first guest, my good friend, Aaron Canales. And we are going to be talking about Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. But Aaron, who are you? Tell us a little bit about just who you are. So, hi. As you said, I'm Aaron Canales. Uh, currently a student at Texas A&M. I'm a junior. I uh, transferred here. Um, always been a big Star Wars fan. I started watching Star Wars maybe like... Oh, yikes. Like elementary school if even that probably younger than that uh, i just remember i can remember specifically sitting in front of the tv with my dad he had this like leather recliner that he would always put back and i would sit like right at the foot of it and we had this big old-timey like flat screen tv and just one day i walked in he was watching uh, i want to say it was like either attack of the clones or actually the revenge of the sith and just like sitting there and being like whoa that's dope mm -hmm. and so ever since then i've just always been like obsessed with it mm -hmm. and then just like watching every show all the movies i even have some of the books that i tried to finish because right. i don't really read <laughs> um, right but no yeah i just i've always loved it it's just always been something that's like been really close to my heart as far as like nostalgia and then just like my family loves it we'll like have little family like watch parties for shows and stuff and so yeah it's always been a been a part of my life for a while but anyway that's a little bit about me and i can tell you're a pretty big star wars super fan sitting here in your bedroom i see star wars sign i see grogu from the mandalorian r2d2 i can tell you and star wars go way back so fun fact about that grogu actually <laughs> i got it for christmas and my dad's side of the family was over and my cousin who uh, was there saw me open it and she got so jealous really that she <laughs> she like took it while we were still opening presents and she was just holding it the entire time <laughs> and i was like telling her i was like you know you can't like keep that you know right <laughs> um and keep in mind she's um 24 she's not like six or anything she's 24 so that's just like the relationship we have but anyway yeah that's a little fun fact about the group i love that he's life size <laughs> so cute so what i'm trying to do for this podcast is sort of discuss and unpack a lot of the hidden meanings or philosophies that are behind a lot of the popular science fiction movies and arguably star wars is one of the you know more popular science fiction <laughs> series in you know in terms of movies and i get so shocked when people tell me they don't know what star wars right is. yeah it's like how have you not seen star wars i, I don't want to I, I will lie i'd be lying if i said i didn't get a little upset Just i i totally understand that <laughs> And arguably, Revenge of the Sith is probably the most, I would say, you know, dark and emotional of all uh, the Star Wars sure. movies. Sure. But, you know, having grown up with <laughs> Star Wars and being such a big Star Wars fan, have you ever put a lot of thought or any thought into into any of the meanings? Or have you just kind of been like a casual fan for the lore? Or has anything like stuck out to you about it? So that's actually interesting you say that because I actually kind of do think about that sometimes so um for revenge of the sith specifically uh i was really thinking about like kind of just a lot about relationships if you catch my drift mm -hmm. so it's like you got a lot of things going on so you have like padme and anakin who right are, like, the two like i guess one of them's kind of like an antagonist slash protagonist and the other one she's just kind of like an innocent sort of innocent bystander who plays like a key role in the entire movie um 
you have Anakin and Obi-Wan, who's like a kind of a father-son, brother-brother type relationship, right. you know? Yeah. You have um, even like ones you don't really even think about, like like Yoda and Anakin, you know? Yoda's a really, he's a little old green dude, but he's full of a lot of wisdom and he's like trying to kind of unpack everything and like be there for people if they need it, but he's also kind of like letting things happen. Um, you have the Chancellor and Anakin, you know? It's kind of like an interesting relationship of like, it's very one-sided as far as like very manipulative and very like trying to get something out of it. So I think this movie really goes dives into depths of like relationships and decision-making and like the struggle of like really caring about the ones you love and like having to make those like really tough decisions, you know? Right. And then on the topic of love, I feel like it really talks about emotions a lot as well, especially the whole light side, dark side, of the force and Anakin sort of being consumed by those emotions. And it's, you know, emotions that we all feel love, grief, anger, sadness, and those are just everyday emotions. But in the movie, it's, that's what ultimately makes Anakin fall to the dark side. So it's like, Oh, why are these everyday emotions being portrayed as, you know, the dark side. And, you know, I, I think that's something that, that that kind of i guess it would would be impactful for for a viewer is because mm-hmm. like like i said those are emotions that we feel in in our everyday lives and yeah. it, it shows that if we're not careful those emotions can really consume us yeah because when you when you really think about it like most people that are very like casual fans like just kind of watching it just to watch it they're like oh like anakin's a douchebag like why would he do that like it's so obvious he could have done this but it's like when you put yourself in his perspective it's like when you look at the grand scheme of things like he's doing it because he wants to save the one he loves Mm -hmm. because he loves Padme so much that like he's willing to literally give up everything he knows everything he everything he knew and practices and thinks is right because he cares about her and I feel like that's kind of just like modern day love you know like not that I'm saying love is a bad thing, but, like, it can cloud your judgment. And, like, if you really care about somebody, like, you're literally going to do anything and everything you can to do what you can to be for, there for that person. Because, you know, spoiler alert, but, I mean, the movie's been on for, like, what, 10 plus years 15 now? 15-something so, um, years. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, spoiler alert, I guess, for those that haven't seen it. Um, he has these dreams about her, just like with his mom in the second movie. He mm-hmm. had these dreams of, like, kind of premonitions, if you'll have it, like, he can he has these dreams that he sees the future of like events that are happening and they tend to be more darker um scenes so like he had a dream that his mother died what happened it came true so then he's all kind of worked up about that and that was kind of like the door that opened to him being very protective and like serious about these dreams and then in the third movie he has one about padme who's like real i mean his mom's important too but he's got like you know padme's really up there so um he has these dreams and so that kind of gives him the motivation if you'll have it of like trying everything he can to save her because he's like look i'm having these dreams and i know they come true and it right. just like freaks me out so yeah that's the one thing that like really <clears throat> makes it difficult and like saying he's a complete like douchebag is because like a lot of us in relationships don't know the outcomes of what it's going to be like you don't see the future but in this case he like <clears throat> he knew what was going to happen mm-hmm he didn't know if it was going to happen, but he knew it was a very strong possibility because he was able to have those dreams that kind of did it. Mm-hmm. And then it comes into like the play of like Palpatine and Anakin. He Palpatine knew that this was a thing and kind of used the relationship they had of like a, like a 
grandfather's son kind of grooming type him. thing and right. he was like i care a lot about you i know what i can do to help you but like he also was like do this which would also be benefiting him right the most and so it's kind of like one of those manipulative relationships so it's just kind of like a kind of watch who you trust you know exactly <laughs> so. and and on the topic of like anakin's mother as well one one of the reasons why he is so consumed by these emotions is because he he did join the jedi order a lot later he joined when he was 10 11 years old and most most of the other jedi they're infants they're taken from their families and they're raised with the jedi morals of Mm -hmm. being able to control their emotions but anakin grew up a slave with his mother and then was taken from his mother after you know living 10 years with her as a slave so there's a lot of you know trauma and emotions that he already has as baggage with him mm-hmm. and that kind of you know that can add up to his downfall as well right 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 and then i think the other relationship i really want to point out is um the one that really hits me the most is the obi-wan and anakin relationship uh-huh. so they're more like teacher student but but also like more brothers. like brothers you know like they literally grew up together since like the first quote-unquote first movie right <laughs> um, first prequel yeah, yeah that trilogy um so they like did everything together and so it was like kind of like a obi-wan wanted to be there for him and i feel like it's kind of a deep meaning of like a anakin had all this baggage but he wasn't willing to like find the help for it and right. not that i'm saying it's like a metaphor for therapy or something <laughs> but like it's he you know what i mean like he had all this baggage and obi-wan was willing to be there for him but anakin was like i need to figure this out on my own and i feel like it's a big thing of like saying kind of an in-your-face message of like a if you have issues like there are people out there that are willing to listen and like help you and talk you through it and stuff like that and obi-wan like kind of i feel like he knew about it but like wasn't uh uh-huh. like he was kind of he had like he was anakin's mentor very much yeah. so he was helping anakin with all of his conflicting yeah. emotions so i mean that relationship like hit me the most because it was like really stuck out the point of like if you have issues like there are people out there that are willing to help you and stuff like that so. right and i feel like one of the most i would say obvious signs of the duality that anakin is facing is towards the beginning of the movie when at, right after his fight with Count Dooku, he grabs his lightsaber as well as Count Dooku's lightsaber, mm-hmm. and it has the blue and the red crossing. And that's, right. a, I would say, that's a very obvious symbol of mm-hmm. the duality that Anakin is facing. And whereas Obi Wan during that scene, he's passed out unconscious, so he can't see it happening, and there's nowhere for him yeah. to guide Anakin and Chancellor Palpatine, who secretly is, you know. The the Sith Lord, he's yeah. he's like, oh, you know, the, the famous do it, like, you know, <laughs> do it, kill him, you know, kind of thing. So he's feeding more into Anakin's emotional and evil side than his good side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Very good movie. <laughs> yes, very, very good movie. And I, I would say, you know, a lot of people I would say might not think about some of the hidden meanings behind the star Wars movies, because they're just so popular. And normally, you know, people always seem to think of Blade Runner or like 2001, a space odyssey, but star Wars is just so popular. People tend to forget that, you know, it's very applicable to life and everyday emotions as well. For sure. One of my favorite scenes actually, um, from that film is, uh, one that really sticks out to me is whenever Anakin is at, he's in the council chamber 
like overlooking like the sunset he's like overlooking like the apartment that Padme. oh in. yeah yeah you know what i'm talking about yes. she's also like looking at the jedi temple uh-huh. anytime i look at that scene i like picture them having like a conversation because mm-hmm. he's like looking over there he's like got a lot on his mind he's the very, tears like, flowing down his and face. she's like sitting there and she's also kind of like, staring and it almost like he's having this internal struggle like of, of like a I have this solution, but I don't know if it's the right one. But, like, I know what could happen if I don't do it, you know? Right. Even though it does end up happening. Padman ends up, like, dying, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's, like, a... It's, like, this whole... There's really, like, intense scene. Like, the music is great, too. Where he, they're just, like... He's just having, like, this struggle. And it's, like, almost, I feel like she's, like, talking to him. He's talking to her, like, just mm-hmm. through the mind, you know? Yeah, right. And almost, like, she's, like, a don't do it. But he's, like, a I have to do it. And then he, like, takes off and does it, you know? Mm-hmm. And she ends up dying. But what I also really like about that movie too is that um, she, or whenever she's on her deathbed practically, uh, and then she gives birth to like Luke and Leia, the last thing she says to Obi Wan is like, "There's good in him," which is like she still sees she still sees Anakin, the light, you know? Right. Yeah, because everybody sees him consumed by the dark side. He takes on a new identity of Darth Vader, you know. But really, like, I mean, this whole sense of taking on a new identity of like an evil person, you know. I don't think it's it's not it's not human nature to not have some kind of good in you, some kind of compassion, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you really have to try hard to be bad, then you really do have to try to be like good to be good because it's you know? you know it's human nature to not you know to not want to be exactly. a bad person. Yeah. Humans are naturally, I would argue, good mm-hmm. and have good tendencies. And Padme recognizes that. And there's actually like a little fun little like scene in um, the original movies with Luke Skywalker and um, Darth Vader. I think it's like they're on Endor and he actually Luke turns himself into like like he turns himself into the end like turns himself in and he meets Darth Vader and the whole entire time he's trying to convince him like there is good in you I know there is and so it's just kind of uh-huh. like parallel of like yeah. this constant like his own flesh and blood yeah, still telling him that being like hey yeah you're still a good guy I know it yeah but yeah. oh and then the intense scene of like Obi-Wan, like, having the breakdown to Anakin, like, when he's, like, melting in the lava, you know? Uh-huh. He's, like, you were the chosen one. You were my brother. I you loved my you. my brother. And just shows, like, Obi-Wan really did care, you know? Uh-huh. But, again, it's, like, Anakin trying to... He had all this baggage he was trying to solve on his own, you know? And it just ended up being his downfall, so... Mm-hmm. And it's a sense of, you know, like, in the whole trilogy, when they're showing the Jedi Order, they're always talking about, oh, Jedis can't, can't love. They can't, they can't truly express their emotions because mm-hmm. emotions can lead to you know they can lead to the dark side quote unquote but anger leads to hate hate leads to jealousy uh no sorry anger jealousy leads to anger anger leads to hate hate leads to the uh-huh. dark side. but Hold yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Hold that quote out <laughs> but you know in that scene where you know anakin's burning in the lava and obi-wan is having that you know emotional scene mm-hmm. he says i loved you and that's that's one of the, that's the first time I think you ever hear a Jedi say the words "I love," yeah. And I like I think that's that's just a a very impactful moment as well because you know it shows that you know lo- love, love is him, still yeah. good. Like it's he's still a human and experiences those, those emotions. emotions. Yeah. yeah, but Obi Wan had he was able to control those emotions. He didn't let his, he didn't let it draw him to evil. Right. And then obviously if. If you know, if you've kept up with like the Clone Wars as well, which obviously I know you have. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think like, I've watched you know, the Clone Wars series. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, obviously Obi Wan kind of has this like theorized relationship with Duchess Satine, oh, yeah. and you know, so it's like, oh, like did he sort of 
have this love interest as well. But he was, you know, he was he still left the order for her. He almost left the order for her, but he was still able to, you know, keep control over his his emotions and not let it draw him to to evil and to mm-hmm. to, to let it consume him basically. Right. Right. Yeah, it's a very beautifully done movie. Probably one of the best lightsaber fighting scenes ever. But yeah, I just that, that's a good movie. Any true fan says Empire Strikes Back is the best. But Many yeah. people also say Revenge of the Sith. Personally, I would say Revenge of the Sith is my favorite. You know, but that you know. might get some polarizing opinions. It's just, I don't know. Empire Strikes Back, man, it's different. I get it. But I it's get the it, same yeah. kind of theme as like Revenge of the Sith, if you think about it. Like Empire Strikes Back also doesn't have a happy ending. Right. And neither does like Revenge of the Sith. And th- yeah, those movies are oftentimes the most impactful. Sometimes it's nice to see the good guys lose. <laughs> as, you know, as depressing as it's that sounds. It's a nice sounds. plot twist. Yeah, it's, sure. it's a nice, yeah, jolt out of the ordinary, I guess. For sure, for sure. But well, it was great talking to you, Aaron. Thanks for unpacking star wars with us oh, today sure. thank you for having me i can go oh. all day this, oh yeah this could be like five hours long i could go off. of course there's so much I know, to like, talk about scenes i know like <laughs> mistakes that are in the movies yeah. like, easter eggs like point out little things you can quote the movie too i'm sure much, yeah yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah thank you for having me yeah, of course it. yeah it. and i'll see you all next week <laughs>